0: Good evening. Welcome to Soundbites on DRN1 United. I'm Russell, joined as always by Peter. How are you tonight? I'm oh, Very well, thanks, Russell. Yourself? <laughs> I'm great. I'm a bit tired, but that's okay. The show must go on. Oh, well, it's a Friday night. That's a saying. The show must be go on. The show must go on. So I wonder, is
1: what are we talking about tonight? So we're going to have a look down uh, our list of popular sayings that people have and the origins of them. Um, because... You know, we've we've covered a couple of heavy topics in the last uh, few weeks, so I thought maybe something light and and simple for March. And guess
0: which one you missed out (laughs) on. The (laughs) The show show must must go on. on. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) right. We can look that up. I just want to see if you did, I'll suck your blood.
1: (laughs) Where on earth did (laughs) that?
0: (laughs) It's a vampire reference on every single vampire movie. It's, I'll suck
1: your blood. Yeah, but people don't go around saying that. As you watch the next TikTok trend, will be I suck your blood. No, but that's you. That's not everybody
0: else. <laughs> okay, so let's get let's get on with the show. Where do we want to start with sayings and their origins? Well, I think
1: <laughs> should we let the well, cat out of the we, bag? We can let the cat out of the bag, but you know, to wish us both the luck on this show, <laughs> let's uh, say let's break a leg. So
0: oh, let's break a leg. Yeah, yeah. let's let's do break a leg because that one, um, as a drama person uh, yeah.
1: oh yes, yes.
0: <laughs> we would always say break, break a leg, leg. Yeah, yeah. um
1: has, how did that come about so believe it or not uh, and i think i think most people actually believe this one because it's quite common they broke a leg i don't know if they broke a leg but um what they uh it, it comes from the theater so drama as you were saying um and basically it says that uh since the theater and theater people are quite superstitious Um, they thought that the concept of just wishing somebody luck, saying good luck with the show, let's hope it's a great one, uh, was actually considered bad luck. So they thought that if you wish someone luck, you would actually be wishing them bad luck. I'm not sure how that logic works, but uh, that's what they did. Uh, And so instead, they thought it was more suitable to uh, wish ill upon them. Um, (laughs) If you followed the contradictory logic of wishing someone luck, it meant bad luck. So if you wish something bad on them, you mean good luck. Um, and so they wished uh, someone to break a leg. But I also, when I was researching all of these, there was a, another popular belief, and I don't know which one of these is actually the correct origin. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said break a leg also meant that um, your show would be so successful that in taking all your bows to the applause that you would get, uh, that you run the risk of breaking a leg. So I'm literally on
0: Wikipedia at the moment that says the performing bowing. The term break a leg may refer to a performer bowing or curtsying, curtsying, curtsying? Which one is it? It's the girl version of bowing. Yeah, curtsying. Curtsying, here we go. (laughs) What a way to start on a Friday. To the audience in a metaphorical sense of bending one's leg to do something. Yeah, so break a leg. Yep, go break your leg. Um,
1: (laughs) So So there you go. We were close, but no cigar.
0: On uh, In the a uh, popular culture one, so the 2001 Broadway musical comedy The Producers featured the song title It's Bad to Say Good Luck on opening night. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Uh, in which the novice producer Leo, uh, Leo Broom is instructed that the proper way to wish someone good luck on Broadway is to say break a leg. Moments later, the show star is seen to break his leg preventing him from performing and in later scenes he breaks his other leg the number <laughs> also appears in the 2005 film version of the musical i'm now going to go and have to watch the musical the producer
1: it's good the producers quite i haven't good movie, seen it haven't you
0: no i know how can i be gay if i haven't seen the producer
1: i'm rather surprised Nah, no, 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 i haven't seen it okay all right we'll put I'm, it on list.
0: I'm gonna get it on netflix
1: Popcorn um, and uh,
0: num, num, num. Get, get yourself a copy, <laughs> okay? So, one, I guess, let's go back up to the top because we said this one as well. Uh, let the cat out of, out of the, the bag. bag yeah. Now, this one was, uh, I'm just gonna read what you've sent me, <laughs> <laughs> just to let the cat out the <laughs> right, bag, literally, okay. yeah, yeah. meaning to reveal a secret. See, the secret was that. Um, Peter produces the show and, tell, and tells me what to say. Um, so, and
1: then you go off on different tangents. And, and then, then
0: I, I let the secret out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so basically, it's letting the cat out of the bag finds its roots from 18th century street fraud. S- suckling pigs were often so- sold in bags. Yeah. And a uh, popular scheme was to replace the pig with a cat and sell it to unwitting victims. Wouldn't you check in the bag?
1: Well, you would, you would think you so. You would open the bag. Yeah, you would have a look. And I'm also, cats go meow. meow, meow
0: where where <laughs> the pigs go? Oink, 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 oink. Like 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 like. Like, didn't anyone know the farm animals? <laughs>
1: well, I think. Uh, well, I, you know, it is. It, it is a bit odd. You would think that you would look in the bag, considering it was such a fraud. That they were 18th century. They were. That they, they weren't as clever as us. I don't know, I don't know, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, if, if I had heard rumour that, you know, people were swapping suckling pigs for cats and selling them off that way. Well, how big
0: is a suckling pig? That's a baby pig, so,
1: yeah, okay, fair enough. That's so, it. unless... We're thinking no. way too hard about this. Yeah, I think we are. Let's let's just move on. I think on. we are. Let's just, let's just... Let's not look a gift horse in the mouth on this one. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> So, um, explain this one for <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> so, what this one was about was is that as horses get older, their gums recede, much actually like people. Yes. So, um, And so, a common way to inspect a horse's health and uh, age and stuff was to obviously open its mouth and, you know, see how far its gums had receded and stuff like that. However, it was considered rude that if you were gifted a horse that the first thing you'd do would open its mouth up and inspect it um, because they sort of said, well, you got it for free. You know, how, you know." Not very nice of you to then judge whether it's a worthwhile gift or not. Mm. And so they said, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Close, but no cigar. No, it's close, <laughs> but absolutely no cigar. <laughs> so, um,
0: that saying comes from uh, carnivals used to give out cigars as prizes. So, almost winning would get you close to achieving a cigar, yeah. but not quite. Uh, the phrase the phrase involved uh, in meaning and now refers to coming close. To a goal, but failing, uh, but falling short. Not fail. Well, yeah, you fail as well. Um, But that's kind of just like.
1: And I, I have to admit, I, I, u- d- I don't use hear that, that one often. I use it a lot. Really? Yeah, so uh, we obviously don't talk a lot. No, <laughs> um, we don't. Outside this show. <laughs> 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 Close, but not, no cigar.
0: It's like the kiss of death.
1: <laughs> oh, now that one. That one, I, back to my. Yeah. Uh, origin, us your country tell of us your origin, story. the Italians and the mafia and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's actually two. There's there's two uh, origins to this one. The first is uh, from the mafia, and I'm not... Um, yes, you're the mafia, I'm let's not be mafioso, I don't want people thinking let's be that real. I'm mafia. I'm not. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> basically, if you, if you got the kiss of death, it means that you were marked uh, and your days were numbered. Um, but then there's also... Some people believe that it might have originated um, with Judas and Jesus. And as we all know our Bible stories, um, that Judas betrayed Jesus. Uh, and uh, the kiss of death, um, according to Matthew twenty six forty seven through to 50, um, it, it was, was meant to be a friendly gesture, or it was meant to be seen by others as a friendly gesture, uh, but it really meant the betrayal that Judas had for Jesus. So, you're pulling my leg, right? I certainly am. With <laughs> so both, both hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you're pulling my leg is meaning to tease someone or jokingly lie to them. Uh, quote, pulling one's leg. Yeah. Actually has sinister origins rooted in the criminal world. So, just kind of like the kiss of death. It's something to do with crime. Uh, also, in the 18th century, uh, street feeds would literally pull victims down by their legs uh in order to more easily rob them, that's like a rule of thumb it is like
1: a rule of thumb <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but I'm trying to tell a story yeah, I here. Know. it's 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 almost it's almost like a seamless segue. <laughs> There's no disjointedness (laughs) to that at all.
0: We're not not going off off course tonight. No. So, a rule of thumb. Let's let's talk about Look, I don't really want to say anything about you're pulling my leg because I think that one is self-explanatory, I think. Um, Yes, you should never pull victims by the legs. Well, pull pull anyone by the legs, full stop.
1: You get kicked in the face.
0: Yeah, you (laughs) get kicked in the face. There you go. Uh, Let's get to rule of thumb. Um, the rule of thumb I, as a form of rough measurement. measurement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. So, is my thumb a metre? <laughs> well,
1: I don't know if it's a metre, but it's like an inch and a half. Yeah. So interesting. Approximately there, an but inch. But was. Um, now, you know, when I was doing the research for this, I was quite surprised. Because I had always been told the concept of a rule of thumb was handed down by a British judge um, back in the mid-1800s. Um, I think it was 1800s, uh, and and what it came from was, and this is this is going to sound really really horrible, um, was that the judge said that you cannot beat your wife with a stick thicker than a uh, than the width of your thumb, and that's where the that's where I originally heard the rule of thumb comes from. Wow. But in all my research, I couldn't find.
0: I can't, I, I, I I couldn't find any. I kind of I kind of want to say next turn a blind eye. We haven't
1: moved on yet.
0: I know, but that's... What's, what's that's th- as, as, No, because it's like the judge is saying, yeah, you can beat your wife with your thumb, but nothing else, so we're going to turn the blind and eye. With the, with the
1: stick the thickness of your thumb. And, and every time I said, sort of look at...
0: Going, you're not going to beat anyone with that, unless you're doing thumb wars. Are
1: you're not listening. I said with the stick the thickness of your oh, thumb. Oh, a stick, But that, but that would still be really quite a violent thing to do. A stick the thick of your thumb. Thickness of your thumb, yeah. How long can it be? See? Well, it can't be 20 metres long. You've got to wield no, it. No, sh-
0: the judge said a thickness of the
1: thumb. Yeah, didn't would... say the length of the thumb.
0: Oh. Let's get into... <laughs> we need a transcript of that court case, thanks.
1: Oh, no, I couldn't <laughs> find any evidence of it. <laughs> well, well d- actually, I didn't research that hard. Um, yeah. To be
0: honest with you. Well, let's turn a blind eye because that's uh, that's the easiest <laughs> way to get out of that topic. Uh, the phrase <laughs> turn a blind eye often refers to... Uh, willful refusal to acknowledge a particular reality, just like I was doing, yeah. um, dated back to oh. the legendary, yes, legendary chapter in uh, the career of the British naval hero. Oh, I'm gonna what's his Horatio,
1: name? Horatio Nelson.
0: Thank you. Uh, during 1801's Battle of Copenhagen, I think that's how you pronounce that. Yep. Uh, Nielsen's ship were p- pity pitied um, against a large Danish-Norwegian fleet when his more conservative superior officer flagged for him to withdraw. The one eye open Nielsen supposedly brought his telescope to his bad eye and, well, he really didn't see the signal, did he? Uh, He went on to score a a decisive victory. Some historians have since dismissed Nielsen's famous-equipped Uh, as merely a battlefield myth, but the phrase, turn a blind eye, persists to this day. Do you think he was turning a blind eye to his captain or to his
1: superior? Yeah, Well, it wasn't that he was turning a blind eye to... Apparently he was blind. In one eye, and he lifted the telescope up to his blind eye, and he couldn't see this fleet. Why would you do that? If you're blind on that eye, you would That's why they say it's a myth. I I I think... But that's where they think it comes from.
0: I think he just want to win, you know. Some, and he did. Some people just want to win. They do. want to so. win?
1: But <laughs> <laughs> we we should. He ta- certainly wasn't resting on his no. laurels. That's f- welcome back to our light-hearted show on sayings and their origins. Oh. And uh, to keep us on the straight and narrow, I got Rusty here with me, or Russell, I should say. Oh, you can call me Rusty. Everyone Rusty. else does. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's how we met. with, Oh, yeah, sugar, yeah, yeah, I
0: shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's stay on track, though. Straight, oh, and let's do let's the straight, straight and narrow. Let's stay straight and narrow. What does straight and narrow mean? Because I I'm seeing another Matthew
1: reference here. I know. So another biblical reference, but we're um, not religious people, by the way. But it's turning no, into a religious no, episode. This no, one. Well, you can't. I mean, when you go back through history, obviously, but there's going to be. Um, things that come from uh, the Bible and religion and but stuff like that. I would have thought the straight and narrow would be drink driving because you go walk in a straight and line and a narrow line. Yeah, well, to stay on the straight and narrow does mean to stay out of trouble. So if you drink have drive, a history of yeah. drink driving and you want to stay on the straight and narrow then obviously don't drink and drive because you're a bloody idiot if you do. And there we go. We didn't have to touch the biblical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but if we did want to touch the biblical stuff, this one also comes from Matthew 7, verses 13 through to 14. God, those uh, verses, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the well, Okay, so what,
0: what does it describe? So go on. It,
1: it describes the gates to heaven oh uh, my goodness. as straight. Uh
0: <laughs> oh, darling, they're rainbow colours. <laughs> they
1: are rainbow colours. <laughs> I like think you're thinking of the other place <laughs> Oh, hell woo, woo. <laughs> And the way to an eternal life as narrow Meaning that you cannot deviate too much from uh, the wow. teachings of the church Okay, there well Nico, do you feel a bit more anointed? I feel like a square meal You feel like a square meal you haven't eaten today? <laughs> no <laughs> Where on earth would, you, would the origin of a square meal come from? Jail <laughs> That's what I'm going to say Cause Why it's, is that? I
0: don't know a square plate, they just give you a square plate and they go, plop. Well, thank you, Warden. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but seriously, a square meal comes from, and nobody actually knows where it comes from, so we can make it up, but it is rumoured to have come from uh, the idea of uh, the use of square to mean honest and straightforward goes back to at least the 16th century, which means it makes sense as square meals refers to the health, uh, hearty dinner Uh, this one might remain a mystery because that just confused me even reading that out.
1: Well, I guess they were referring to the actual the the plates that the meal came on that they were square. Well, therefore you got a square meal. Was
0: there a square
1: plate? When was the square plate invented? I don't think it was. Well, back in the 16th century. Well, bear with me.
0: Invented. I'm actually just just actually. Oh, apparently. You don't search square plate invented. Um history. Uh let's quickly see if they've a hit Nope. They, I can't find anything off the top of my head. With oh. that so that's fine. Let's just move on. Let's 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 let's
1: I've just lost my page. You no, know, every now and then, once in a blue moon, yeah uh, you uh can't find what you're looking for on Google. <laughs> Good, nope. <laughs> um so this uh, this
0: one's, uh, this, one's a like a this
1: one. I like this one. I when I was researching this I was really quite uh impressed with what this actually meant. So it's actually referring to a second full moon in one calendar month. So if if the month starts off with a, uh, an, an, a, blue, uh, a full moon and uh, finishes with a full moon, then we call that once in a blue moon. And that actually usually only happens once every 2.7 years. Um, and usually a blue moon uh, just looks grey or white like any other full moon, so don't sort of expect to see it with a blue tinge to it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I quite like the the once in a blue moon. It,
0: it sounds it sounds like it sounds like real fun, um, but okay, I I have to go here. It's not a, uh, I don't know which one to go to, so I'm just gonna go Die Hard because oh. at the end of the day, it's a movie as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. But that was the worst transition I could ever do. But yeah. Die Hard, like, come on! Don't tell me this one wasn't f- because of the movies.
1: Well, it wasn't. Um. die hard die, well in this particular reference so what they're talking about is people who are uh quite fanatical so they're real die hard for you know uh, a sport or the real die hard for a particular TV show or a movie. In your case, Die Hard, the movie itself. <laughs> absolutely. Have you seen that one? Die Hard? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Oh, okay, you've seen all the Die I, <laughs> I have, so. absolutely.
0: You have to. Um, but so it, it comes from the Battle of El Dur- Buria? Oh, I can't pronounce that word. But El- Buria, I, Abira, there, there During you the go. the
1: Napoleonic Wars.
0: So tell us about... Uh, it says here, qu- quote, stand your ground and die hard. Make the enemy pay dear for each of us.
1: Yeah, so th- um, so whilst the uh, 57th Regiment suffered 75% casualties during the battle, uh, they did win and went on to earn the nickname the Diehards. Wow. So to be a Diehard means to be really um, entrenched, I guess. It's kind of like resting on your laurels.
0: <gasps> because they, they, they went there for war and they... Yeah had to guarantee that they're going to be...
1: Well, it's sort of the other thing. The other way. on So
0: what you're saying is read the right act? Oh, <laughs> <Well>, yeah.
1: <sort laughs> of, well, no, because diehards means to be quite, you know, um, stringent and forthright and... Uh, Do what you're told. Yeah, well, a stickler, I yeah. guess, for, you know, what you believe in and yeah. whatever. Whereas resting on your laurels is sort of having... already had your success and your fame uh and you're sort of just that's cruising by on it but that's
0: just like the 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 heads of military telling the people who have to die hard to actually die hard because they've already done gone to world wars and wars but these people at the front of the line
1: they, uh, they, they have to put they have their to, put their they have work to earn in their stripes. that's what I was trying to get to right yeah yeah no, they have to earn their stripes <laughs> their own way before they can rest on their laurels yeah so okay
0: so let, <laughs> that's the worst transition uh, I think we've had two so far that's yeah. not so good, <laughs> um, but the idea of resting on your laurels dates back to leaders and athlete stars of ancient Greece yeah. um so I can't pronounce that word hellenic the, in Hellenic times uh laurels leaves were closely tied to Apollo. I know that word yeah. uh the god, the god of music well of course he's the god of music uh prophecy and poetry apollo was usually uh, deciphered uh with a crown of laurel leaves and a plant 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 or plate plant. plant uh eventually becoming a symbol of status and achievement uh, victorious athletes at the uh, Python. Yeah, that that game that game that we have no idea about. Uh, look, basically, uh, finish it off. I can't, <laughs> I, I really. I'm. i My eyes are getting blurry at the moment. Let me zoom in. I'm going blind. Where
1: are your glasses?
0: <laughs> I don't know where my glasses are. I need to get my glasses back. Okay. Wow. Well, I just zoomed in. That's a lot better. <laughs> I had to zoom into three hundred percent.
1: So basically, what it means. <laughs> Is people who are basking on their the glories of their past achievements, um, oh. so resting on your laurels, and only later did the phrase take a negative connotation, uh, and it's been uh, probably since about the eighteen hundreds, yep. it's been used for those who are overly satisfied with past triumphs. Wow, there it's you go.
0: <laughs> so. I wonder if those people ended up reading the Rye Act. <laughs> <laughs> the, the losers
1: <laughs> yeah, <I mentioned> that.
0: <laughs> these days angry parents might threaten to read the riot act. act to their unruly children but in 18th century England the riot act was a very real document and it was often recited out loud to angry mobs instituted in 1715 the riot act gave the British government the authority to label any group or more of more than 12 people a threat to the peace in these circumstances, the, a public office, so official would read a small portion of the right act and order the people to, quote, despair themselves and peacefully depart to their habit, habitation hibernation. Which one is Habitations. It? Okay, well, I don't know where I got hibernation from, but they, right. should, they should go and hibernate. Well, they
1: probably hibernated <laughs> at their hi- habitation.
0: Yeah, but Anyway, anyone that remained after one hour was subject to arrest and removal by force. The law was later put to, to test in 1819 during the infamous Peterloo Massacre in which a cavalry unit attacked a large group of protesters after they appeared to ignore... A reading of the, the right Act. Act. So, what happened to the right Act after 19? Uh, sorry, 1819. After that massacre, because surely the, the people were being pissed off.
1: Oh, I'm sure they were, and that's probably where a lot of democracies now allow us to peacefully protest. Oh no, we can't. Look at Melbourne during the lockdown. As long as you're peacefully pro, yeah, but that. That's a bit different because uh, all the states are under what's called emergency laws. What uh, classifies the state of emergencies. It, but this
0: is the thing, what classifies as peaceful? Because what's peaceful well, to you may not be peaceful to me.
1: No, well peaceful is defined by damage. Uh, oh, so not quietness.
0: Well you you can be You could be a you could be a loud person
1: protesting and that's not peaceful. Well there, there are boundaries to everything. So oh. so so essentially what a peaceful protest is, is one that doesn't create damage or disturbances.
0: So in other words, people do not tie yourself to a building because that would be classified as damage to the building. Even know that you, you technically can't do damage if you tie yourself to the building.
1: But if you obstruct other people from going about their lawful for business. Oh. So you can stand outside with a placard or a sandwich board and you can say, you know, the end is nigh or... You know, whatever.
0: You you could also paint the town red. (laughs) How are you making.
1: Can you not do the segues from one to the other? Well, come on. Painting the town red. (laughs) From the right.
0: Well, no, because they're drunkenness. They're mostly protesting their their They've gone running amok. I know. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm thinking I'm thinking mainly from the, the point of view as a drunk protester. But well, they're not
1: protesting if they're drunk
0: because they don't have capacity to make the decision of
1: what their behaviour is all about. I'm not a lawyer, by the way, <laughs> folks. Do not ring me with the legal advice or ask for legal yeah, advice. I want
0: Peter to represent me because he said yeah, that if I'm yeah, drunk, yeah. it's okay. No, <laughs> no,
1: because depending on, well, it depends on what you're doing. Protesting. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> protesting anti-vaxxers. <laughs> you're, t- you're protesting
1: the anti-vaxxers who are protesting? Yeah, totally. So you're, you're counter-protesting?
0: Yes. You're definitely, definitely not peaceful.
1: This show has a <laughs> run amok. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's quickly... Let's ta- go to run amok and then okay, we'll go see. back to paint the down <laughs> red. Go, okay, come on, let's go run amok. Okay, it's commonly used to describe wild or erratic behaviour. Like me! <laughs> like this show. <laughs> But the phrase actually began its life as a medical term, believe it or not. Uh-huh. Um, Popularised in the 18th and 19th centuries, uh, when European visitors uh, to Malaysia learned of a particular mental affliction that caused otherwise normal tribesmen uh, to go on brutal and seemingly random killing sprees. A derived from the Amuku, uh a band of Javanese and Malay warriors uh, who were known for their perchant for indiscriminate violence. Well, at least they didn't discriminate. is indiscriminate. No, they they would attack everything. Yeah, so they're not discriminating. Good on them. Men, women, children, horses, giraffes, whatever was in their way, at least they weren't discriminating. No, look. There you go. Equality, we, equality for all. <laughs> these days, we fight for <laughs> for this. For the equality. For the equality to be beaten, just as any other person could be beaten. <laughs> no, we have <laughs> we've, we've received enough beatings now. Our communities received enough. I will say this: if you find that statement upsetting, please yeah, please feel free yeah, to write us a complaint. Yeah, no. no <laughs> um, we compl- apologise for the joviality <laughs> of it all. Yeah. We don't we don't mean to be disrespectful. No,
0: no, no. But if you suffer any mental health, please call thirteen eleven forty four for Lifeline. Uh, We will say that. Okay, let's get back into the fun. Um, Painting the town red. Yes. Well, I just want to quickly talk about this. Captain James Cook noted that, quote, to run amok is to sail forth from the house, kill the person or persons supposed to have injured them amok, and then any other person that attempts to impede his passage. Impede his passage. God, James, J- Captain James Cook is a very interesting person.
1: He is an interesting person. We might have to ha- do a show on him. We
0: might just have to because he came a to bit Australia.
1: Of a he he. What do you mean he came to? you make it sound as though he came like a, as a tour. He found the place. Well, he d- he <laughs> found he the, the place. No, 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 no. So let me ref- let me <laughs> fix that because that came out wrong. Um, he didn't find the place that it was it already had a very sustained and healthy culture here for sixty thousand years. Yes, the um, Aboriginal people. Yes. So uh, when he found it, he found it as in he found it in the name of England, uh, unfortunately displacing the already existing and legitimate owners as of this country.
0: As I call it, he came to terrorise this place yeah. um, and take over.
1: Well, that's what they were sent for because they just He went to war! Well, he, they, the, the Brits had just lost one of the biggest penal colonies, which was the US. They were sending everybody there. Uh, oh. And when that closed, they had to find uh, other territories. So we're all criminals, people.
0: Anyway, let's paint the town red, shall we? L- should, we should we be those criminals and, 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 paint, the town and ta- red? paint the town red? The phrase, uh, the phrase I should say, not phase. The phrase, paint the town red, mostly likes, uh, likely owes its origin to one legendary night of drunkenness. We've all done it. Normally I mean, when we're if about if 18. you
1: got to be impressed that if this was just on one particular night. Yeah, just one. That these guys probably did run amok. Um, and the most I did pound the town red. To to, to get into the history books. Most course. probably
0: with like, red vomit. Don't say
1: that. Um, true,
0: true. don't say that. They must have had some white wine, red wine, some bourbon, some red food. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: Well, no, so I've lost my train of uh, okay, thought. Okay, so I'm going to continue. Because...
0: <laughs> <laughs> In 1837, uh, the Marquis. Uh, that's an, thank you. Why did the words have to be weird? Is this is ca- English. <laughs> well, yeah, that, well, I should learn Spanish then? Uh, <laughs> the Marquis- well actually, that's uh,
1: you know, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> off topic. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is me going off topic. I'm allowed to because you do it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> so all the all the um, Latin languages, all the Latin based yep. languages like um, Italian and Spanish and. Uh, those ones. Um, the, the the writing, how you spell it is how you say it. How you say it is how you spell it. They don't have silent letters and stuff like that.
0: Okay, well, that is definitely not how I would say that word. Monkey. Yeah, okay. Well, you should have a C in there. Uh, Marquis of Waterford, a known lush and mischief maker, led a group of friends on a night of drinking through the English town of Melton Malbray, I hope I pronounced that right. If you are English people, Uh, the bender so uh, culminated in
1: why can you not spell? Yeah, basically vandalism. You need to get your glasses.
0: No, no, no. I need to go back to school and learn English. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm allowed to say that (laughs)
1: because I didn't graduate English. All right, so I'll Um, finish this off because you're sidetracking now. (laughs) (laughs) So him and his fellow (laughs) revelers. They knocked over flower pots, they <laughs> <laughs> pulled knockers off. What's a knocker? Off, off doors. You know oh. the, the big, you know, bang, bang I thought bang, that was I'm glad this is not a video show. You <laughs> I don't want to know what Russell just did then. <laughs> um, and the mob literally painted uh, a toll gate, the doors of several homes. A swan statue with red paint. See, I told you it had to be something red. Yeah, but seriously, I mean, I Imagine mean, to to change the vernacular to have this included in it. Paint the town yellow just doesn't
0: have the same ring as paint your town red.
1: Well, you know, it could have if they had found a yellow paint instead of red. Imagine they used glitter. Paint the town glitter. Paint the town fabulous.
0: RuPaul <laughs> girlfriend Okay, so uh, basically every time you little kids And I'm saying 18-year-olds little kids um, Go out and get drunk and wasted And go and do some crazy stuff Like pranking someone while you're drunk um, Or doing vandalism while you're drunk You're
1: basically painting the town red Yeah, and someone could so, say that you're three sheets to the wind Oh yes,
0: let's go back to that one Because that one, we, 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 missed, we missed that one But that one's kind of got AR a drunk, drunk tipsy, turvy kind of thing about it. So, tell us about that
1: one. Okay, so, so three sheets. I actually don't like this saying. I think it's terrible.
0: Three sheets to a wind. It sounds like someone's farting in bed.
1: Well, now you've just made it even worse for me. Every time <laughs> I think of it, I will think of that.
0: Well, that's what I honestly. That's what I thought. Of, thought about. <laughs> <Did you> really? <laughs> yes. I mean, I heard that because what do what do partners do? Three sheets do? to the wind. Yes, because people fart in bed. And no, what do you have covered in your I sheet? I, wanna, I
1: wanna move on from that. I think let's let's <laughs> let us let us let us leave that one behind. I'll leave that in the <laughs> Russell's imaginarium of You clearly haven't slept with me that that often. <laughs> <laughs> Three sheets to the wind. It's a sailor's term. And uh, and and obviously sailors have you know, no shortage of um phrases. Um, but it's it's one of their terms for being drunk. Yep. Um, and so it, uh, obviously, if it's going to be a sailing term, it's going to also be ship related. Um, so it talks about being uh, tipsy, um, and so uh, or being hammered. And so uh, you know, if if you're really wasted, then you were three sheets to the wind. So the sheets in questions were actually the ropes that held down the sails. So if all three ropes were loose, the the sails would billow about. Just like a drunken sailor. Yep.
0: It is interesting that tipsy is called a sheet, a sheet in the wind's eye. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. It's kind of like, well, the wind's coming; it's in the eye, and the sheet's starting to flutter. But you're not quite drunk yet, so you're not quite loose.
1: I don't know if I could hang out with sailors if they keep using phrases like that. Oh, I could. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's also another. another. Okay, let's ta- let's let's talk
0: about the uh three sheets is not from sailing vessels, no. but from Dutch windmills yeah, who's whose blades were covered with sheets. Why were they covered with sheets?
1: Well, back then it was, they didn't have large plastic, and metal would have been too heavy, and wood if. It Probably oh,
0: you got, Okay, yeah. Now I've got a picture in my touch mind. Windmills. So it's like it's like the wood, wood, and then the sheets in the middle. In the middle. In the yeah, mi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Um, covering three arms uh, using only three sheets would cause the windmill to wiggle um, and waggle yeah. uh, in the wind. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Breaking off the arms. Was,
0: did you copy and paste this, or did you write wiggle and waggle? I'm
1: <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> I've got a full-time job <laughs> and I've got to try to figure out how many tangents we might
0: go on. I'm not like going wiggle waggle. That's kind of, that's kind of a Peter saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm it not, is. I'm not
1: a... Uh, swear word person type thing
0: <laughs> Let's go wiggle waggle wiggle Okay let's <laughs> Anyway uh, Let's <laughs> let's. I wish I could say Let's turn a blind eye to that comment um, uh, But we can't We've got to go to the white elephants Because the, elephant. the white elephant uh, I like this one I like this one too Mainly because I'm an animal lover yeah. uh, And Thailand I believe this is the national animal for Thailand Well it It it's not to do with I, that, a Thailand anyway. Yeah, so it is definitely <laughs> to do with Thailand. So Thailand? what it was what
1: it was, uh, was that <laughs> the <laughs> Siamese We've got the giggles. The Siamese King. Okay, so what he would do yes. if uh he wanted to exact revenge upon someone. He would send an elephant out to look. Yeah, so so this is like passive aggression. Why would you send an elephant? An elephant's very nice. Well listen. Yep, I listen. <laughs> So, this, uh, this, is like, this is like passive aggressiveness times a thousand. So, what he would do is he would gift someone a white elephant, which would be an extremely rare animal. So, it, it couldn't be used for work. It couldn't be used in the fields or to do anything else. But it required all the care because it was such a, uh, a rare um, albino uh, uh, a elephant. So, it would actually be quite a burden to oh, the person receiving it. totally get that part. But why couldn't you put this white elephant to work? It's because it's elephant. so rare. So you don't want to uh, risk yep. it getting injured or... Oh, come on. I'm so jealous. it has to be pampered. And and of course it would consume some, so, a, so much of s- your resources. So
0: in other words, if you don't like someone sending a white elephant and then when you do something wrong to them, they're going to send you your white elephant back. Or can you not send the white elephant back?
1: No, no give back backsies.
0: Well, so even if I'm not happy with you, you, I can't send you the elephant no. that you sent me.
1: Well, you got to remember this came from the the, oh my goodness. Um, the King of Siam. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. So, um, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take another break, and when we come back, um, well, I'm painting the town red. Uh, that's we've already red. done that one. I know, but I'm gonna paint the town red again. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's better than the hair of the, the dog b- that you bite you. That bit you. Oh, well, I said bite, didn't I? Yeah, but. <laughs> B-I-T. Another, I don't like that one either. I don't like that one either. It's a hangover cure for... yeah uh, The term yes. for a hangover cure is another medieval saying originating from the belief that once bitten by a rabid dog, the victim would be cured by applying the same dog's hair to the wound. The first use of it being applied to drinking was John Haywood, uh, 1546, a tome, a dialogue containing Continuing, I don't know that that pronounce that one. No, oh, in fifteen forty six. No, that yeah. word, that contain yeah, but young In
1: fifteen forty six, the English language was very different than what it is. Is that
0: continuing? Dialogue continuing the norm of e- in effect of all the I can't pronounce these words. These <laughs> these words are confusing me yeah,
1: because English language has evolved. Since what 15. is pr-
0: proverbs? Is that how you pronounce that one? Proverbs. P r o u e r b e s. Uh, proverbs, proverbs,
1: uh, proverbs. Yeah, let, let's go yeah, to a break. Let's go to a break. <laughs> let's
0: let's see if I can get my English tongue in my mouth. <laughs> the, but this is old English, not modern English. Well, maybe we need to go back to school, Russell. Um, <laughs> we'll be back on the other side All of right. this. Welcome back to we Where a stone throw.
1: <laughs> that was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> God, we are a
0: stone throw away from the end. We're going to hospital. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've
1: got the giggles now. I so got stone- st- <laughs> I've got whiplash. That was so loud. We're, we're a stone throw away from finishing. Thank goodness, because <laughs> I've got blood coming out of my ears. We got earphones on, and that, that just went straight through my skull. And there's not <laughs> a lot of padding oh, in there. I've got a stitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, will you oh, finish God. giggling, you know? <laughs> 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 all right, so <laughs> zero professionalism tonight. Um, oh, all right, so I'm this. I've got for Stop screaming into the microphone. Man. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Anyway, anyway, a stone's throw is a term for a short distance. So it's a variation of a stone's cast, first used in the early edition of the Bible, your favourite book. <laughs> fabulous, darling, fabulous. But sadly, oh. it fell out of use. Well, the um, Bible or the
0: or the saying. The saying. Okay, uh, because I always use that saying.
1: So um, it's a good place. But to say. it was revived. It was. It was revived, uh, by John Athronot. Um, and he revived it in his book, *The History of John Bull* in 1712. So that's what why we still use. That that's why we still use a stone throw.
0: So right now I've got a sight for sore eyes, but it's <laughs> mostly not the saying that it actually is designed for, uh, because normally it's, it's the saying for the sight of you is good for sore eyes. Um, well. That was in a book. I believe it's a book. Yeah, Gulliver's yeah. Travels. Yep, in 1738. Yeah, Jonathan Sweet. But right now, my eyes are just blurry because of you laughing too much. <laughs> you're crying
1: because you're laughing so oh hard. Oh my goodness! Oh, you need to be a bit more cool as a cucumber. I do need to be cool as a cucumber. So, so even though it sounds like a modern day phrase, you know, like you'd expect it from the 50s or the 60s. Oh, see, I thought this was from the 40s. Wow. That
0: was close, 1730s. <laughs> Yeah, you're only (laughs) off
1: by 300 years. Well, Um, it depends
0: on what 40s you're talking about. I could have been talking about 1740s. Yeah. Technically, see, this is the thing. Okay, we're going to go on a tangent here for a second. But these 40s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 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 20s, we're forgetting the
1: two first numbers. Yeah, the the centuries. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, back on track. Okay, Um, so (laughs) 1732. So it comes from... um, uh, Well, it actually appeared... In John Gay's poems, yeah, um, new song on new smiles isn't that sweet? Oh, what a
0: cool as a cucumber song that was! Yeah, so you know he must have been busy as a bee, though. Like he was busy as a bee to to write that that song, and he had to write really hard and write the songs and all the musical stuff that goes yeah. with it. So busy as a bee. uh now I cannot say the first word. Sure, sir. Sure, sure. sure, sure. sure. Who is that person? And uh, can we change their name to
1: Share? <laughs> so you can't just go and change people's names let's just so change it was it. A, it was a, a term coined in the squire's tales from his canterbury tales around 1386 to 1400 wow that's a long time and before bees, i was alive but you know you know fun fact oh fun <laughs> fact bees aren't that busy they don't they're not, no, they're
0: not they're not they're not really that busy are they yeah, they're, they're just serving the queen
1: no, you. you they, they
0: all have different functions. <laughs> are they baking a dozen? What?
1: Are you, oh, you're trying to move on to the next one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Bakers do I, I
0: I think we need to save the bee conversation for another show where we can talk about bees. Bees. Because they are dying. About, they are dying.
1: No, well, if we're going to talk about bees, I want to get my mate Will involved. Oh, yeah. is he a bee expert? He's an expert on lots of stuff. Is he a busy as bee? Yeah, I guess he is. There you go. I'll ask him next time I see him. So, Will, if you're listening,
0: give us a Dedicated call.
1: Dedicated to you, Will.
0: Okay, so I want to talk about a baker's dozen because I love going to the baker's delight and I like uh, getting a dozen of eggs. Uh, sorry, a dozen of bread. <laughs> which ba- which <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm saying. A dozen of, of uh, rolls. That's what I meant to say. I don't know where I got eggs from. That's well, all right. What baker's delight has eggs? Uh, but a dozen of eggs. A dozen of. Oh, <laughs> God. I-
1: do like baked goods? Oh, I, I do. Admit. I love. I, do.
0: I love fresh bread. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. Can't. Yep. Yep. So this phrase was wi- or is widely believed to originate from medieval times, when English bakers gave an extra loaf when selling a dozen in order to avoid being penalized for selling a short weight. Uh, what does a short weight mean? Does it mean
1: underweight? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: Probably bought it on volume, bulk. Yep. So bakers could be fined uh, Polaro- Polaroid or flogged for selling underweight. But, oh, if we had just read a little bit further, we would have got
1: to underweight. There you so go. There you go. Uh, oh. It's kind of like daylight robbery. It, it sounds th- like daylight robbery does, to me. It does, doesn't it? So this phrase, daylight robbery, first came to prominence in sixteen ninety. Uh, when King William III was in dire need of money. And actually, this is really quite a, an interesting story. So, to try and raise extra taxes, and he had already uh, initiated so many new taxes that people were, like he'd run out of ideas of how to tax people even more and more. So, what he did is he then put a tax. On the day. On, on Did you read this? No. But then don't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's not right. Oh, damn. (laughs) You stole my thunder and it's coming up somewhere else. Okay. Okay. (laughs) See, that's a segue. That's how you do a segue. (laughs) Okay. So what what he did, he came up with this wild idea that houses that had more than six windows had to pay tax. Because he assumed that people who could afford to have lots of windows had lots of money and therefore could afford to pay tax. But uh, But when people were bought up the windows... Um, because if you boarded the windows up, then you could say, oh, well, I don't have more than six windows. I've only got six. Um, this meant that they would have less daylight coming into the house, uh, and then they said that this was uh, this tax was nothing more than daylight robbery.
0: Well, that's an interesting one as well. But um, I, I, I kind of want to say, well, we've got time for maybe two more, and I really want to save the one where it has cows in it till <laughs> last. 'Cause I think yes. that's a really good one to save for last. So let's let's um give the cold shoulder because l- let's be honest. Surprisingly this doesn't refer to cold coldly turning your back on no, someone. No. Um think no oh god, etymologist? Is that how you pronounce that one?
1: Etymologist, uh, yeah. Yep.
0: Think the phrase originated from medieval uh Etiquette. etiquette. Oh wow. Etiquette. That is, Man, it's et- it's is that spell etiquette? Yeah, etiquette. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay, Russell definitely needs to go to English school. Um, after a faced host in England would subt- subtly. S- subtly. Subtly. Oh, my goodness. Russell definitely needs to go to English. <laughs> um, signal that the meal was over. Yeah. And it was time for the guests to leave. Yeah. By serving a cold slice of pork, mutton, or beef shoulder. Imagine that. So, you Yeah, it's like, you get out of my house. I'd be I mean nice. Yeah. I Hit usually some just turn pot. the lights
1: off. I just normally go to bed. <laughs> just leave somebody in your house.
0: Well, they either join me a bit or they go. <laughs> <laughs> oh under the weather, though. Let's talk about this because I was under the weather for a whole week last year. Um, but what, what's, what do I, how does this have to so do this, with This is sailing? another
1: sailor one. This is another, so it's either coming from the Bible or sailors. <laughs> <laughs> well, come here, sailor. <laughs> so originally, sa- sailors used to use the phrase under the weather bow. Um, referring to the side of the ship that would get the brunt of the wind during storms to avoid getting seasick when the waves got rough they'd bunker down in their cabins literally under that bad weather uh, until it, the storms passed so <laughs> they used to say that's being under the weather
0: well you know we've got uh, 2 minutes so let's go back to the one that I really want to go to
1: and i want to save one for the end
0: well, what's the one that you want to save I for the end?
1: Saved for the bell. Saved, saved by, by the, the bell. bell. Saved by the bell. So we'll
0: save that one for the very end. That's so the that's, the the, that's the last one. But we are going to go till the cows Cow come home. Though. Cows were often milked in their barns at night, making that task one of the last on the farmer's to do list. But. Let's hope he wasn't waiting forever to do the job the way the phrase implied now. The expression has been around since the late 1500s. Yeah, so
1: he was obviously working until the cows came home. Exactly, just like we
0: are. We're about to, to wrap it up with the last one for the night, which is... Saved by the bell. Now, I remember that saying from a TV show and it's got nothing to do with the tv show. Oh,
1: okay. Tell me what it's about then. So <laughs> I had heard. So this is this is um something that I had heard and I had actually believed this for a really really long time until I researched tonight's uh topic. Yes. Um I had heard and actually there is reference to it. So I, it's not just me being crazy. Um was is that when it, in in um olden times uh, ...sometimes people would uh, would get buried alive. They would be really, really sick and they would be pronounced dead... ...but they actually weren't dead. So
0: actually just like today's people yeah, sometimes so happen. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, so what they used to do... Um, is, ...is that they used to put a string in the coffin uh, with the person... ...and that string would go up a little tube all the way up to the surface... ...and it would be attached to a bell. So if you should wake up and realise that you'd been buried alive... ...you could yank on the string and the bell would ring... ...and they would come and you dig really you out. Do you
0: really think that... But, 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 I don't but think that would have worked. I think no. you'd die.
1: The thing was... ...is that there's absolutely no evidence... ...that even though they did construct those... ...saved by the bell type situations... Um, ...no one was ever saved by it... ...and no one ever rang them. So the actual saying then... Um, ...doesn't actually come from that whole... Uh, um, put ...putting people in coffins with this, with this bell... Uh, in fact the expression is boxing slang so it actually comes from the world of boxing uh, and in particular in the latter half of the 19th century so a boxer who was in danger of losing a bout can be saved by defeat by the respite that gets signaled when they ring the bell so you know you're getting knocked about and because when they ring the bell to signify the end of the round and so rather than fall to the ground and be counted out uh, and lost if you were in really bad shape but they rang the bell then you'd have at least the i don't know how long the, the break th- is 30 seconds or whatever th- yep. um to sort of <laughs> recuperate and hope that the other person would uh give up or um i don't know fall into a black hole or something and you could win that way well it's a uh, very interesting so yeah, it's uh, a boxing term not uh, not about uh, being buried alive but martin
0: martin uh flattery yeah. Uh defeated Bobby Burns Burns in thirty two rounds by a complete knockout half a dozen times flattery was saved Find by the, the bell. bell. Um so that's
1: why it lasted for thirty two rounds. But like
0: that's,
1: a, that's 30, a long that's
0: a long time to be battling someone in a it boxing ring. Like punched in the head. I don't think I could even last half a round and alone like, thirty two rounds. Oh no. How way. long did that match
1: go for? I don't know. Maybe it's still going. <laughs> no, well, obviously. maybe,
0: but it's clearly. <laughs> yeah, yes, but it's that was in February nine. Uh, so sorry, sorry, February eighteen ninety three. So uh, there you go. That's um, is that correct?
1: No, that's oh. when the the phrase was first. Oh, released. so when
0: was that match? I I, now I don't I, know. Now you're gonna go and look it up. I am gonna go and look it up because oh, if if my if my thing wants to let me, you know, that's the, the I think that's a very interesting fact. We need to know when this match was so that people can go and see if it's on YouTube. Um, so, uh, it was roughly, I'm going to say roughly, uh, the February the 20th, 1893 was the, according to, uh, iproresearch.com. Um, so they did a whole research about him, uh, about his history, about the International Boxing Researchers Organisation, that's who I'm on, and it was in, uh, February, what did I say, 20... I've just lost my plate. Um, 1893.
1: Yes. I don't think there would be any video footage back going back then.
0: So, um, in his 32 knockout round Victoria's victory over Robert Burns um, on February 20th, 1893. You said Bobby Burns, but according to the International Boxing Research Organisation, his actual name was Robert there you go. You <laughs> must have had a
1: nickname. Well, Bob is short for Robert.
0: I didn't know that, is it? <laughs> Apparently there's something I didn't know. Anyway. Well, there you go. There so you go. So, there you go. a
1: light-hearted look at... Oh uh, my goodness, that's the most work I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Say by the and, their origins. and And we actually didn't cover all of them. So, maybe one day we'll come back and do a part two of this one. But I think next week I'd yes. really love to do a show on... Famous paradoxes. I don't even know what a paradox is. You
0: will next week. So if you want to learn like I am learning every single day, <laughs> tune in to Sound bites where Russell learns English.
1: Um, it laughs out and, loud. And not to yell into the microphone. And I've just got a loud voice. That's the I heard. <laughs> I'm on the receiving end of that. So was I.
0: But I am half deaf. <laughs> and I am too now. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on uh, DRN1 socials, DRN1 Live. Uh, You can find me on TikTok as well. So I'm on TikTok. Um, Are you on TikTok, Peter? No, I'm an adult. (laughs) 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 We'll get them on TikTok sooner or later. I'm an adult too, but you know something? Our target market is young people. (laughs) We've got to be there. (laughs) We've got to be the the out and proud TikTokers. Um, So... Just go and read a bad book, people. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Thanks, Peter. Bye-bye. Bye.